Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. It's time for another edition of AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of All Elite Wrestling. Tony Schiavone and Aubrey Edwards, my favorite referee. Hey, what's up, buddy? Next to Bryce Remsburg. Sorry, I'm kidding. No. No, Bryce Remsburg is my favorite referee. Okay, well, (laughs) if you you don't like Bryce Remsburg, there's something wrong with you because he's one of the great guys. But anyway, speaking of great people, I am... I am really excited because... Who's on this podcast today, Tony? We are are going to be interviewing a person I've known for a number of years. I met her first in, uh, I guess it was Staten Island, or maybe it was in New Jersey. I can't remember, but it was up north there somewhere. Yeah, that's right. It's Thunder Rosa who is with us. How are you, Thunder Rosa? I had... 12 hours of sleep so i am so good all right right all right because i didn't sleep at all yesterday that doesn't happen in wrestling dude i i had one hour of sleep yesterday and i had to perform for the pay-per-view for nwa and i was literally after i was done i feel like i was in another like area i don't know i don't know i was here or not but today i'm great and then i see two of my favorite people of all times oh yay adorable Yeah, so you're you're kind of a busy person. You're totally just like main eventing dynamite and then doing NWA pay per views. No big deal, whatever. Just oh, I got twelve hours of sleep, like bragging, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Because that's not possible in wrestling. I want to remind everybody that this edition of AEW Unrestricted is sponsored by AEW Casino Game. Yeah, AEW Casino Double or Nothing, available on the App Store and Google Play Store. You can download it now. You can play me in poker. I can take all your money. Uh, you can play cool slots and definitely download it now because we got a sweet update coming up. Yeah, we sure do. Now, there's a big list of what Thunder Rosa has done in her career, and Aubrey Edwards Hopefully. is very good at reading that down. I, I am it's very a big good at reading this down. Okay. Here this we go. This is my ego, girl. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this is your favorite part of the interview. <laughs> Allied Independent Wrestling Federation International Women's Champion, one-time East Bay Pro Wrestling Ladies Champion, one-time Gold Rush Pro Wrestling Lady Luck Champion, three-time Inspire Pro Twin Dragon Connection Champion, Lucha Underground Trios Champion, NWA World Women's Champion, the Shine Tag Team Champion with Holodead as the Twisted Sisters, yes. 2016 Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, number 43 in the top 50 females, and then the 2019 Pro Wrestling number 97 in the top 100 females. So you're kind of a badass, which we already knew, but there's a little ego boost for you today. Well, like you missed something. I was oh, the first. I, did. <laughs> I was the first international wrestler to win the Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling International Princess Champion. That was on 2019. Wow. And then I was number 14 on PWI last year, which That's I was right. like, I, I was offended. I was like, you give me 14, <laughs> whatever. And then <laughs> I owned the first ever women's independent promotion yes. called Mission Pro Wrestling, which we I'm really definitely proud talk about. about the day. Yeah. Yes. And then what else? And then the first one of the first a Mexican born women to debut on a the biggest platform in the world, which is AEW, along with Britt Baker. So uh, yeah. there you go. So that takes <laughs> us right into this. Uh, and after all those accolades and after all the rankings, obviously your ranking is going to go through the roof for 2021 because you and Britt 
had well the best match we've had on on dynamite so far this year by yeah, far and easy. one of the best matches we've ever had on dynamite uh and i'm sure that you've seen social media you've heard about it man just an ass kicking match man that was just tremendous I think I've seen the match like 20 times now. I was I was doing a signing on Friday <laughs> and they just keep putting on repeat. And then some of like uh, some of the customers were coming in and work watching it. And it's like, did that hurt? And I just look at them like, no, man, that didn't hurt. Of course it hurt, you know? <laughs> of course it hurt. I was on thumbtacks. Have you ever sat on thumbtacks? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that was the most painful part of everything. Really? Um, like the thumb. Oh, yes. Oh, by far. I mean, I know how like it feels to be kicked, punched, bleed. I mean, I've been cut by elbows like of MMA, but I think that like just the pinching and it's just like not expecting that is just like oh, it's like so intense. So I'm still like taken by like the revolution we caused on social media just by that match. I mean, it's Monday from last, and then we had the match on Wednesday, and I'm still receiving so many messages. I just uh, read an article written by Aubrey, I forgot her handle on Twitter. One of the most beautiful things that really encompasses what Britt Baker and I are about outside of wrestling and how our lives uh, had, you know, just got together in this one thing, which was in the ring, uh, the lights out match. And um, at the end of the day, we both won something. I mean, she's a heart now. She's considered a hardcore queen. And I am just like this champion of women's wrestling because that's what I'm all about is if I win, my ladies win too, because I am all believe about power to the people, people. <laughs> I think that was kind of the one of the most important things that all of us knew backstage, that it was like a really important day. Like, yes, it was a first lights out match. It was the first lights out match in dynamite history, like as far as like showing on TNT, which men or women like that already is a huge accolade. But then the first time the women are main eventing, I think all of us are just kind of like, OK, like this has to be good. Because all of us just really, really want that acclaim. And I think it's harder being a woman in wrestling because there's such a higher bar we're trying to hit because people are so much more critical. And I, I don't think there's any question that you guys hit that. I've already heard multiple times it's match of the year contender. And there's no question in my mind. Like, no one can argue it. It's just so good. And like little things too, like reversing the lockjaw by rolling her onto the tax. Like, oh, so, so good. So many little things. Yes, it was. It was a definitely a beautiful violent piece of art and i'm really thankful you have to have a really good dance partner man like and Britt baker was that and she's been the my dance partner for a couple months because uh, people don't get invested in storylines if they don't believe or you don't this you know suspend they believe that this is real right and i just heard something yesterday and then you, you that person told me you suspended that that believe that this is not real, you know, or like this is just wrestling. And I'm like, wow, like that's what we need to like really convince people that we can do this as as women. And then they should give us the spot. They should give us the time because the talent is there. We just have to be able to develop it the right way. Mm -hmm. Backstage, uh, I know most people have seen the video that was on AEW's uh, YouTube page about what happened afterwards. Uh, I want to talk about that. You, after the, right after the match, were very emotional in the arena. Mm -hmm. And then you walk back and everyone gives you an applause. And we showed that. And then we showed the interview that you and I did, which was real, which was really from the heart. And you could see that as oddly enough that we're all here together right now. When I'm looking to my left and you are, you are giving that emotional uh, interview, I look at Aubrey 
And Aubrey has a big smile on her face and just clapping and, and really into it. So it was real. Uh, talk about the moment walking backstage and the applause you got from everybody backstage and just the feeling you had at that moment, because I know huh. it really came across on the air and it came across backstage as well. It's one of those moments where you cannot like fake it. I mean, like you mentioned, I was already crying at the end of the match because of all the things that I felt and all the things that I have gone through in the last seven months, like just coming to a new place and knowing that you're roughing some feathers and you know that you have to work really hard to show that um, you're one of the best talents. And that's the reason why they brought you here. And it's not that you're competing with anybody is that the reason that you're there is to make everybody better. Right. And just walking through and seeing absolutely everybody clapping is that moment. I just want to like hold it to the rest of my life till I die. Because I mean, you know me, Tony, and you know me, Aubrey, before I became signed anywhere. Like, I worked so hard, so hard to get recognized. And I'm and still, like, working so hard to keep this spot. And just that moment right there, I'll just, like, if I die tomorrow, I'll die happy. Because I know we made a difference on Wednesday. Yeah, you did. I remember um, walking up to you before the match, and I went, hi, um, I'm proud of you. I'm not going <laughs> to talk to you right now because we'll both cry. But um, yeah, good luck. And we were just like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then as Tony said, like I'm sitting there like clapping as you guys are doing the interview. And as soon as you were done, I walk up and like we both just immediately started crying. <laughs> and I remember like coming up to you and just hugging you. And I didn't tell you this then, but a bunch of your makeup ended up on my face. So <laughs> there's going to be an AEW episode of Dark uh, where I've just got a little bit more red on this side oh than God. the other. So it's it's pretty good. Sunny Kiss had grabbed some like fun pictures off to show you sometime. But yeah, oh we're both just God. like, oh my God, this is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was, so it was wonderful. a beautiful moment. Yeah, well, uh, let me tell my Thunder Rosa story because we met, I don't know what year it was, but we had an autograph signing. Then we went to Staten Island and yeah, it was it was us. Uh, Lanny Papa was there. Lanny. Yeah, and I think a couple... <laughs> A couple of girls uh, from Canada were there, and I'm terrible on names, but you and Holly did wrestled a couple of guys, and Lanny and I were looking at each other like, holy shit, they are kicking these guys' ass. I mean, they are having a phenomenal match, and we got to know each other afterwards. I went on to work for MLW for a couple of years, and they, they told me, he said, if you know of any talent, I went, yeah, Thunder Rosa, and nothing happened with MLW. And then I'm walking backstage in, uh, in AEW and there's this girl on the phone. I said, Oh my God, it's Thunder Rosa. But you had, you, you had your phone on, you were talking and then all of a sudden you turn around and grab me. And so there was no question in my mind that any women's division that's going to be worth its salt needs you in it. And I think you've proved that over and over again. Now you came in as NWA champion to an AEW promotion. What did that mean for you to come in as a world champion? Uh, first of all, that's like, it's pretty cool because you don't get to see that. It's It was like, it felt like it was old school, like territory style stuff, right? Right. And uh, you got to show why like some of the best wrestlers have been on NWA and just being the champion come into a, a promotion like that. I was like, I knew I was in, in, in the right hands because you come yeah. into, you come into a different, um, like a different level. Like they, they can't, it's not like all my other girls that come as extra. I came already as a as a a big thing. You know what I mean? And you're like the NWA Women's World Champion. It's not like you're just like in the independent champion somewhere else. This right. means it was a big deal. 
And it was it was great, man. Like, again, like people were talking about it. People were like, how is this match going to go? Oh, my gosh, she's going to become a double champion. Or, you know, she should put the NWA championship on the line, too, with Sheeta. So it's like a lot of talk. And it's like the fact that we we got people talking and we got people buying all our pay-per-view. That's that's all about. It's all about business and how we we are able to sell it to to our crowd. And, and people bought into it, even with the with the uh, interviews before and, and the package that they did before the, the show, which is amazing. I still get so many oh, gifts from people. So good. It was great. And um, yeah. I just remember walking like all dressed up and in and, and the Jacksonville, the Denny's plays walking and they're doing like the slow motion. And then my coaches text me like, dude, you look like a superstar. We know from the moment number one. And I'm like, oh my God, I know. <laughs> and then we had the match and all out. And even though no, before, like the debut with Serena Deeb and right. I just, just like all the talk on the internet, like, oh my God, this is what the greatest match is in AEW. I'm like, you guys say that every week. But it was, it was <laughs> really, no, for real. But it was so good to know that you come there and you start making people talk and people like start noticing and they're like, oh, things are about to go good. Like things are about to change, you know? And, and for me, it's always like changing things one match at a time. You just shutting people down and just being, see, like, this is why you should invest in women athletics. This is why you should invest in women's wrestling. I'm so sick and tired of people like putting us down and be like, Oh, you guys are not great. You guys, it takes time. It takes damn it time. It does. You know, a lot of our talent is very young and it's very new. They never work on TV. I mean, I'm so blessed. I've been working on TV for the last five or six years of my career, which says a lot. You learn, you know, by messing up. When I started, I was so bad and I was not ready for the spotlight, but just like a lot of the girls in the locker room, in AEW, they're hungry. They're hungry for an opportunity and they're hungry to like, for people to know that they can go and then they can, they can go beyond what they think they can do. So it's just, just like, man, I'm so passionate about this. Yeah. I think it's one of those, like you can't put people like, I don't think a women's main event would have worked had you just taken two women from a roster and put them on. But it's a matter of like, you had earned that spot. Britt had earned that spot. The storyline was intense. People were engaged. It was, this was the blow off that needed to happen. And you can't just say, well, there's not enough focus on women. It's like, no, you need to actually make it count for people to actually care. And I think that's one of the things that you're very good at, even from the, the backstage perspective, is understanding like this is what we're doing and we're working really hard and we're trying to nail this uh, and everyone needs to be on board with it. It's one of the things I really like about you is you're definitely one of the locker room leader types where it's very clear like you're trying to drive an objective of, yeah, let's, I think uh, just, I'm, I'm Totally fumbling over my words because I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a mark. <laughs> but uh, there was a line you said, like, Britt was like, oh, you didn't kill me. I'm still the face of the division. You're like, bitch, I want to be the face of wrestling. Like, that's that's the idea, right? You want to push it so that we're on top, not that we're like a secondary thought. I don't know. No, no, absolutely. Like, it's not, for me, it's not about being on top of the division. For me, it's to show all over the world that you can bring somebody from nothing, you know? From the, you know, the graveyards of Tijuana, Mexico. And this person can lead a change in women's wrestling. And, and it, that could be anybody. Now it's me. Maybe in the, uh, in the next generation is going to be somebody else. Just as strong and as passionate as I am for women equality and women's wrestling. And you know me. It's, it's all about becoming good athletes and leaving our egos outside of the ring. Because it's not about me looking good. It's about all of us having that spot 
on TV every week, not only for 10 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, two women's matches. And we're consistent all the time. And people are like, damn, I really like that girl. She should be here all the time or forever. And, and like I said, it's today is me, but tomorrow will be somebody else. And that's what I want to bring into the division. Any division that I work at is like, it's all about us. It's all about us taking, taking care of each other because it's only going to make us better as women. We are talking with Thunder Rosa here on AEW Unrestricted. We also want to talk about her past. And don't forget, we have questions coming up from the fans. Oh, my God. Questions? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is AEW Unrestricted. Tony and Aubrey here with Thunder Rosa following her amazing main event match uh, last week on Dynamite. So, so fantastic and good. We're just going to continue to gush about it, I think, for the full 45 minutes. But And why not? We should, right? <laughs> why not? We should, absolutely. It's one of the greatest yep. matches in Dynamite history. But before that, because obviously, like, you have to work up to that point, uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, your background in wrestling and how we sort of got here. So you started wrestling pretty, like, later in life. I think you were, like, 26? Yes. 26. That's when I first started. Uh play with the idea to become a professional wrestler. So how did that start? Like, where did you first train? What was the thing that got you going and saying like, ah, I could do this? Um, it's just like the combination of like violence and theatrical and like, how could you like develop a character and entertain people at the same time? I wanted to be a soap opera actress. So my life, you know, cause I'm always very dramatic and oh my God, like crying all the time. That <laughs> makes so much sense. Yeah, my dad used to say that I used to cry so much that he used to tell me that if I keep crying, my eyes were going to dry. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a little drama girl, you know, yeah. like I'm very Word. sentimental, very yeah. sentimental. So I cry for everything. But um, I started 26. I went to uh, a show when I was working as a social worker and that was an indie show. And that really got me like I loved it. It just took me it took me away from all my problems and my depression. And then my husband was like, man, you should just try to be a wrestler. And I'm like, dude, you're like nuts. I've never done any sports. I'm 26. I don't know how to like flip or roll or whatsoever. You know, you just do it. And then I went and did a tryout for APW, Oprah Wrestling in Hayward, California. And I got hooked. I was like, this is my drug now. I just want to exercise, get in shape and everything. And uh, I told this story many times, but I paid full, like the full amount because usually some of the schools charge between $3,000 to $4,000. The guy gave me mm-hmm. a discount, so I paid three thousand. I used his school money for it. He was gonna go to university, and I was like, "Oh, we got all this scholarship money. How about I use it for wrestling?" And he's like, "Sure." So I used it. We pay for it. The guy died like two weeks after we pay for the school. So there oh goes my, my three thousand dollars. There goes his like school money, and now we're like, uh, "What are we gonna do?" And I was like, "Well, let's look for a school. Like we're already like halfway into this, and I'm not backing up, backing down. I know we're gonna make a lot of money." I remember that night I was crying because I didn't have the money and I'm looking at him and I'm like, I was so fired up. And I said, you know what, man, we're going to be so successful that we're going to make 3000 times more while we lost. Mark my words. And I and we both work so hard until wrestling start paying out for our stuff. Wow, that is uh, that's quite a story. It really is. And it's quite a story about your persistence and ambition and uh, perseverance. It says a lot about you as a person. Talk about the name Thunder Rosa. I know you said you were a social worker and you worked yes. at a place called Thunder Road. And yeah, Thunder so Road. Sh- you're just curious on how it came. Um, so yeah. I, I work with one of my friends. Uh, he used to uh, be uh, an announcer for a show that I used to go. And I used to drive with him and my husband all the time. 
So I was working at Thunder Road. I was a supervisor by the uh, then of two men uh, units and one female unit. It was like 45 kids between 13 and uh, 18 that had yeah. mental health and alcohol and drug issues, severely mm-hmm. abused that came from like juvie. It was a hard place to work. So I started training there and all the kids used to tell me I was crazy because we had sofas <laughs> in. I was doing flips on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I worked double, so I was really tired. So it was like, after we put them to sleep, I was like, hey, bro, you want to see a new flip that I learned? And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I started flipping and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a new flip. Oh, my God. It was, like, ridiculous. And then um, we are, like, writing from a show. And I, I was still, like, a ring girl at that time. And we're talking about a name that can be marketable. This is all, for us, it's always about marketing stuff. So he was like, what about this? And we're like, nah, that doesn't sound good. And then he said, what about Thunder Rosa? Since Thunder is like American and Rosa like sounds Latino. And my husband is like, yeah, let me just clap Thunder Rosa. He's all about that, you know, like, so the kids, it's easier to clap and to cheer. And it was like, yeah, that sounds great. So we kept it Thunder Rosa. We kept Thunder for Thunder Road and Rosa just to keep it Latino. So I just wanted to make sure that we marry both uh, things at the same time. So it's, I'm here in America, but it's, I'm still Latina. So it just it sticks and... And then the whole sugar face uh, cold stuff happened afterwards in another promotion, Luch Extreme in Merced, California. They needed uh, a representative of like Latino culture. So like what a what a best way to do like the sugar skull and we can draw more Mexican like this is exactly so we can draw more Mexicans here. <laughs> so I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so they they painted my face only in that promotion. And I didn't like it. I just wanted to be considered a good wrestler by my own self, not because I was Latina, not because I was a luchadora, because I never trained lucha in my life until I went to Japan. And then it didn't work. So when I went to Japan and my character wasn't going over and I had a concussion and I was out for a whole month, my husband brought it up again. It's like, you have to represent what just happened to you. You almost die. And painting half of your face is, is that like you're half dead, half alive and just do it, whatever. And it just, it took off. It really took off. You you said something there that kind of went right over our heads, but I think I caught it. <laughs> you said you almost died. Well, I had a really bad concussion on my first uh, tour to Japan. Um, okay. I, I didn't really notice that I was concussed until like three days after, which uh-huh. was really dangerous. And I remember yeah. um, I was so concussed, man, but we had to go to training and I couldn't walk. I couldn't literally walk. That My girls were like holding me when we were training, taking the train. And I remember we have to go over a match and I'm telling the girls, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. And I'm like pale, like yellow. And I'm like falling asleep anywhere that I, any, anywhere that I was flat. Wow. And uh, one of the, the manager there, she noticed and she's like, she's really sick. Do not touch her. And she started asking me like my, my things. And she's like, I think you need to go to the hospital. And I was like, the promoter is not going to take me to the hospital. Like I already know, like uh, I'll just go home. And I said, no, you have to go to the hospital. And she like literally Took me on a uh, on a taxi to the promoter's house, and he she got into it with him, and he's like, "You need to take her to the hospital." And he's like, "No, she's fine, she's fine." And I'm still joking around because I don't want to be a nuance. It was my first opportunity, and right. she's like, "Give me money. We're calling an ambulance right now." She calls the ambulance. Bear in mind, I haven't said like she doesn't know. I don't have a visa in Japan, so they could have mm. like deported me right and then. They right. asked me, "How did this happen?" And I had to lie. Oh, I was playing, and I hit, and I fell, and I hit my my head. Okay. Then as soon as I get into the ambulance, I start throwing up and they're like, yeah, you are concussed. So I go to the hospital and indeed I was, I had a minor concussion, which didn't feel like a minor concussion. 
Sure. They give me they give me medication and I had to stay at the house. And the thing is, I couldn't stay alone and everybody was going on tour. So right. Kimura, Kimura Sansen, Hannah, who uh rest in peace, um, who took care of me for a whole week. And um, if it wasn't for them, I don't know what had happened to me. Wow. What a story. Okay, so you wrestled Lucha Underground as Cobra Moon with a mask on, right? Yeah. Uh, Talked about that experience. Oh, man, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't ex- I didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> Wrestling with a mask was not fun. I mean, yeah, you're already putting face paint on and then you put a mask. I'm going to tell you, man, I was just telling the girls, the, my first match, I was with a veteran. I'm not going to say his name, but you probably will watch it and you will know what I'm talking about. I had this mask that didn't fit me. The shoes that were two sizes too big. This gear that was like riding on my poor VJJ. And it was like, because it was made for somebody else. And I'm like, and you still have to work on it. And I remember getting in the ring with this person. I'm trying to be respectful because I'm a greenie, right? And, you know, it's like, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. The guy is yelling at me the whole entire time we're putting the match together. He's like, you're going to do this. and You're going to do that. And I'm like, uh, sir, I don't train Lucha. I don't know how to do it. Well, you're going to learn how to do it now. So I literally had to pull all these like stunts out of my ass. And I did this like slingshot head scissors to the outside because it's Lucha Underground. And I pull it off and everything. But the mat, and then I f- messed up the finish. Never mess up the finish. So <laughs> <laughs> the guy, it, and he, I mean, I totally understand why he was so upset. He had to put this green girl with no experience over on her first match on Lucha Underground. Mm. So I will never forget how poorly I was treated and how like, little i felt like i felt like i was nobody right and and ever since then i promised to myself i will never ever treat another person like that in the ring if this their first match i don't right. care how unexperienced they are i don't care where we are we work on it and that'll, that'll be and then over you know this and I, we talked about this before um i don't like when people are treated bad ever and if i will lose my job because i will stand up for that i will do it because i was i've been treated like that so many times and I'm so sick and tired of people doing that to other people just because they're like, I'm a veteran. I'm like, no, dude, like I'm, I'm a human being. You know, you should treat people with respect. So that You're was a human like being and we're all one team. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. So oh, let me walk. Let me walk. <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> so like <laughs> NWA locker room. The lights turn off all the time. <laughs> yeah. Motion sensor on the lights. <laughs> yes. Okay. And um. But then this, the things start getting better because I started asking questions. I started um, just learning from like Rey Mysterio, the Guerreros right. were there, all kinds of people. And I was like, oh, this is how this is how you do business. Like I, I, I pick up the right things from the right people, you know, because there was a lot of things that I saw. And I was just like, mm, I don't like this at all. Like I'm not going to be like that. But um, <laughs> but. I was smart enough to know that that's not how you behave. Like I always say that if I was going to earn something, I was going to earn it because I work really hard and people respected my work. But that's like, it, again, it's all about perspective, right? And uh, and then many things, you know, contract wise, we got screwed over with the contracts. A lot of us after, you know, Lucha Underground went down, they didn't let us go out or work on TV and do a bunch of stuff. So it was it was rough. Like that was like my first experience with contracts. Because I wasn't even like one year in, in in the business and I didn't have the money to pay a lawyer. So I was just so excited and I, you know, I, I signed that contract and then I was like, oh, I'm stuck. But yeah, I mean, and that's another way working as Cobra Moon where I learned how to be versatile and how to work with what I had and and really put the time in on working on things that I needed to work on, which was my lucha style of wrestling. And I went 
from Oakland, I will drive to like Los Angeles to train Lucha. Ooh. Um, I stayed there for a week, sleeping on people's floors. I remember I used to stay in, uh, my tia's floor in East LA. She used to be a gear maker and like train in the evenings and come back and like do some shows. I went to Mexico city for two weeks to learn Lucha out there. Like I just like made a lot of sacrifices along with my husband. He had to stay home by himself all the time. So, um, it, it was rough and like, I wasn't making any money either. Because when Lucha Underground, it was the time that the only time that you made money was when you work. And then after that, you didn't make anything. So it was like a lot of hustling and, and just, like I said, sleeping on people's floors, not knowing what your next paycheck is going to come and just knocking on doors and getting a lot of no's. You, no, I don't think that character is very good. No, I don't want to pay you that. No, this, not that. And, and I was like, all right, all right, cool. All right. I see. I see you. I see you all. One day, one day. Watch me. Watch me one day. <laughs> <laughs> So you had mentioned this a little, I think in the first segment, but Mission Pro Wrestling. Mm -hmm. And obviously like you're working really hard for women and giving women a platform, but this is an all women's promotion that you're running down in Texas. And I love it because all of the wrestlers are women, your referees are women. Every single person involved is uh, someone who identifies as a woman. And that's fantastic. Talk about your reasonings for starting this. And Well, it was after, this is during COVID time around June, um, the whole Speak Up movement started and um, a lot of the girls were complaining uh, about the places that they work and that they've been sexually harassed and stuff like that. And my husband had the greatest, the greatest idea to start a tweet or put a tweet well, Mission Pro Wrestling is changing to all female show. And I was like, yo, did you ask me? He's like, no, nah, you, you can pull it off. And I'm now like, this is suddenly a lot of work. Like this isn't like necessarily <laughs> yeah. like, oh yeah, this is just a thing we're doing. No, no. And then, and, and then people start picking up and like, Thunder Rose is going to start her own female promotion, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay. So <laughs> we started uh, talking to a bunch of people from different places and like just people started like riling like riling up forces and our first show was very successful and we just ran our last show this saturday and uh literally there was only there's only like three men in the show that are in charge is my husband telly from title match network and there was one one more person i'm not sure who it was but every, other than that like i just hire a new uh production manager which is she's amazing we all our photographers are females they drive from like Arizona, Tennessee, oh they God, just wow. drive from everywhere. Yeah, because they want to be part of it. And all the ladies were, were there and it was very, very successful. So we're, we're very proud of what we're doing. We're talking with Thunder Rosa and coming up next, questions from the fans. This is AEW Unrestricted. Tony and Aubrey here with Thunder Rosa talking a lot about her background, women's empowerment, wrestling, main eventing dynamite. You know, no big deal. Just, you know, hustlers being a hustler. But here we are, fan questions. There was a lot of them. So really, first off, congrats. Like you're, you're drawing a lot of attention. A lot of people are interested in you uh, and whatnot. So let's, let's kick it off from Chris Papa, who ha on Twitter. Curious about your gear in the amazing main event uh, match on Dynamite and a throwback to Cobra Moon. Well, yeah, it was a homage to Cobra Moon. And it happens that Clint had that emerald, beautiful green. And then that's a funny story because Tony texts me, hey, Melissa, he texts me on Tuesday. Hey, Melissa, can you get a green gear from your house, like deliver from your house? And I already had some green gear, but I didn't really want to use that because I used it before. And I was like, uh, actually, as a matter of fact, I'm getting new gear made. Here it is. And he's like, <laughs> he looks at the collar and he's like, oh, my God, that looks fantastic. And I called Clint. I was like, Clint, change your plans. Do the, use the other green. Tony loves it. And we used it and pull it off and let it 24 hours. And there you go, guys. Cobra Moon is back, but actually a Thunder Rosa, baby. There you go. 
Shout out to Clint on the uh, AEW seam, seamster seamstress team. He's he's absolutely yeah. yes. incredible. Yes. This is from uh, Sticks Earn on Twitter. When you get tired and frustrated, how do you manage to get your strength and motivation back? Is it training, support from close ones, or taking a step back? You seem to have a fire within that is unwavering. Man, I bitch a lot. <laughs> she does. I will attest to that. She bitches a lot. <laughs> we all do. Shut up, Aubrey. No, what I mean, I we do all too. do. But it's like I get very <laughs> when I get very frustrated, I vent my frustrations because it's like I think it's the worst when you keep them and you just hold them and hold them and hold them until like somebody get, gets you in a bad bad day and you're done. But it's like I vent my frustrations, but I always have this uh, thought in my head. And my husband told me this when I was like just starting with him because um, I used to get very frustrated. He's like, you have two options. You can continue to bitch about it or you can change it. So my always my thing, okay, let me bitch a little bit and I'm going to change it. So Albert knows it's like little by little, we start changing something. So um, I change it by doing opposite action. So if I don't want to do something, I get up and I'll do it. Because if you want to be successful, you can't make excuses for yourself. You have to keep going no matter what your circumstances are. You can't blame life for your bad, you know, bad hit of cards. You have to change it. We have the power. Anybody in this world have the power to change your circumstances. But it will be hard. I'm not saying that it's easy, but it's, it's hard, but it's possible. Wow. AEW Showcase on Twitter. Is there something you've always wanted to do in character that you believe would shock a national TV audience beyond just, you know, being all bloody and tax and whatnot on Dynamite? Well, after that, it's kind of hard to think about it. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's like it will be very hard to do anything like that because there's very like strong lines right now that you can't cross. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so I don't, I don't know. Great question, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, call me Primey on Twitter once know. I know contract details are super secret, but with the NWA returning, will we see less of Thunder Rosa in AEW, or are you still going to be with AEW for a while? Great question. I don't know. You'll have to see. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and as so. you know, contracts <laughs> are super secret. <laughs> so yes, there you go. Yes. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that's incentive enough just to keep watching. Like, you Absolutely. See Absolutely. Watch her when she's on TV. Get those viewership on, man. Absolutely. Ronald G. Alfaro on Twitter. If you could main event a pay-per-view, who would it be against and what type of match stipulation? Also, I'm a Salvadorian, so do you like pupusas and what kind are your favorite? Oh, I love pupusas. Let me start with that. And I'm super hungry. I want the <laughs> chicharron pupusas with a lot of hot sauce. I love hot sauce. And I love Peruvian ceviche too. Oh, the most delicious ceviche ever. Um, that's a really good question. I would love to do a cage match. I yeah. love cage matches. I had a 30-minute match with Allison Kay and Mission Pro Wrestling two months ago. It was a 30-minute match. It was... So, if you guys can go and see it, it was super technical. It was so much fun. So oh, I love I that. Love or, an Iron Woman match. I don't think we have done that yet on national TV for AW. I think that would be really good. Serena D will be my first pick, though. Right. Oh, yeah. Especially if you want to do something really technical. Like, she's the person that you want to lock up with. All of her, all of her shit's great. Uh, hamburger Helpless on Twitter. If uh, Thunder Rosa was to form a faction in AEW, who are the four wrestlers, women or men, that you'd want to team up with, and what would you call them? Oh, my God. See, these tough be, questions. Oh my God, I should have been ready for this. Um, red, <laughs> red Velvet. Red Velvet. Yeah. Uh, let me see who else. Uh, Jesus, this is hard, y'all. Um, okay, so we have Red Velvet. Uh, Tay County. 
Okay. And oh, yes. um, who else? Let me see. I, I want to like a Latina stable because we haven't had that in a minute. Uh, Jesus. And um, uh, Swole. I think those would yes. be my, my three okay. my three girls. Yeah, because right. like we have like all of them are very spicy. They all have like the really different strengths and it will it will just come out really good. And then Red Velvet is really good in the mic. Swole is really, really good in the mic. And I can right. just have Tay County like beating everybody up. So this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I love Very Ty because she's definitely one of those like you wouldn't expect her to be like just a total brutal badass because she's so like light and bubbly. But then she's one of the most brutal people I've ever met. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, yeah, she <laughs> is. Oh, definitely not Deborah on Twitter. Thunder Rosa put on an incredible, diverse, all pay-per-view, uh, all women's pay-per-view in Texas. Where and how do you find all of the incredible talent that you book? Um, this is people that I've worked before in other promotions. Uh, some, yeah, pretty much. I, you know, like the Puerto Rican girls, I worked in, with them in Puerto Rico. I went to Puerto Rico just to scout talent. Um, my husband uh, and my, uh, Brian, his name is Brian Cervantes, my husband. His name is Brian. So Brian, Melanie, which is my production manager, and I, we sit down and we go over uh, people that we have heard or people that, like I said, I work with or that sound popular. And we look at their stuff before we make a decision. I think uh, the most important part for us when we bring people for Mission Pro Wrestling is we want to see women that are athletes and that are very talented and we'll be able to work with absolutely anybody because we want to put the best of the best women's wrestling on the internet. So people are like, Jesus Christ, like, but people invest in that. They really like that. So we had gotten very, very lucky. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Thunder Rosa's experience with MMA. What wrestlers do you think would fit well into MMA would do the transition? This is from Daniel Ruiz on Twitter. It takes a crazy bitch to get into the cage. It is easier to transition from MMA to wrestling than from wrestling to MMA. Wow. Because the... the amount of training, the disciplines that you have to learn and the mental capacity that you you have to have, it's incredible. I have so much respect for all the fighters out there because it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. And I think uh, one of the ones that I know that can do totally MMA and because she because of her background is Tay County. Definitely. Because she's mm-hmm. very tough. She's been in competitions before. She's a black judo belt. Black belt what, judo. I can't even speak right now, but we, her and I, we would talk about it and she's been training and everything, but with our schedules, uh, especially now, it's very difficult to like, uh, to have a successful fight camp because you have to pretty much be training six hours a day Yeah, to have good fight camp. So, um, yeah, that's my response. I, I hope I don't get heat from that, but I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get heat. You're a badass. Pasta Joe on Twitter, which hurts the most, a chair shot going through a table or thumbtacks? Thumbtacks. 100%. Shit <laughs> hurts so bad. I can imagine. Mm. I'm going to drop down, uh, Aubrey, to this last question, but we got a couple of more that we can still ask. Uh, sure, and sure. I'm, I'm going to ask this one because she and I have talked about this before. Dino Champs Wrestling Art on Twitter. Aside from wrestling, do you have any current goals in the wrestling industry? I would love to be a coach. I would right. love, love to be a coach and a scout. I think that's so important to have a really good talent. When you have really good scouts that I'll be like, oh, she looks good. But, you know, this is what sure. we need, especially if we need we need strong women's wrestling. And uh, if we don't have the time to like really train them and mold them. Right. You just need coachable people that will be there when you need them. I think that's so, so important. But I have a really big vision. And I know that AEW will change a lot of things in the next couple of years. We don't even know. Right. Uh, but that's one of the things that I would love to do. And um, 
and I just will continue to be uh, and grow my my own promotion because I think that's very important to have people that are investing in, in independent talent. So by the right. time that they get called there, they're almost ready. They know what they're doing. So they don't come in like, oh, what, what is a camera? What? What is an agent? You know, they, they know all that. You don't have to say, hey, hard cams this way. Make sure your butt's not facing hard camera. <laughs> exactly. So tell people exactly. this sells T-shirts, not this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know about that. You know, you, you know. I mean, you know? sometimes the booties sell t-shirts. We don't know, but you know, you see more faces on t-shirts than booties. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have a question from Sean on Twitter. Uh, what's the one thing professional wrestling has taught you about life? How to be resilient more than anything. I think a lot of people just give up when things don't go their way, or they don't get a push, or they're getting buried, brother. But it's just like, <laughs> what is that moment in where you're like, if this is what I really want, I have to fight until there's nothing else left in me. Because I know sometimes we give up on like, almost when we're almost there. And that's, that's what I, you know, try to teach to all my girls that you got to be resilient and you got to have a really thick skin in order to make things happen. All right, Joe from H-Town on Twitter wants to know, uh, can you pick out one of the AW men's roster you'd like to have a match against? Ooh, that made that. It's already. <laughs> Who do I? Oh man, I love Pentagon and Phoenix oh, because I worked with them before, and right. I saw Pentagon had a match with one of the well, many female wrestlers in in Lucha Underground, but one of them too. They're amazing talent, and I'm very acquainted with them. Yeah, I mean, Ray Phoenix is probably like my favorite wrestler, and every match oh. he does, he does something new. So it'd be incredible. Oh, yes. amazing. Yeah. I'd want to ref that. Be like, um, hi, hello. I, I need this. I don't ask for matches often, but I would ask for that. All right. Um, ooh, Eclectic Lizard on Twitter asked a really interesting question. At what point do you believe you will have done everything there is to do in wrestling? Will that ever happen? Uh, no, I don't think so. You got to keep challenging yourself. Every time you achieve something, you got to challenge yourself to do something else. Otherwise, you're kind of like, uh, I, I did everything. Whatever. I'm the best. You're never the best. You know, you have to keep working on not being the best, but being a legend at the end of the day. Oh, I love that. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, a lot of fans have asked us about uh, your face paint. And we've talked about it a little bit, but you change sides of your face. Is there any reason that you do that? You know, I used to do it before when I was like, uh, when I was a heel, I would put it on one side. When I was a baby face, I would put it on the other side. Ooh. Now is... Depending on how Janet and I, Janet is uh, one of our <laughs> our makeup woman. Uh, however, we feel that's what we do. <laughs> it's not like a significance. But sometimes when I do when I do full face paint is when I'm like ready to go on war. That's for sure. Mm, I like that. All it's right. kind of like one of the the standout. Like, oh, she's got it all on today. Like, bitch, I'm about to fuck somebody up. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, it's been a great day, and I'm going to tell you, it's great having you with us. I mean, I know I've been a big supporter of yours. Always. It's legit. And you proved it over and over again, but you really proved it this past Monday on uh, whenever this, I don't know when this is actually going to drop, but on March 17th, let's put it that way. On, <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. You really proved it. So you're an inspiration. You really are to women everywhere. And not only that, to people to get better and to persevere. So thanks for your time. Well, thank you so much. I, both of you mean a lot. I've, I've loved working with you since that first time we worked up in uh, Everett, Washington together. I was like, yes. oh man, I need this girl to be a part of my life forever because she's a freaking badass. I remember I did, I actually interviewed you for my YouTube page and then like yeah, two weeks as soon after as you the got match signed. Was done, you're like, hey, hey, uh, we're going to do an interview. I'm like, okay, cool, great. And then, yeah, I ended up in uh, AEW like two months later. So thanks for that. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, no you're very welcome. But thank you guys for having me tonight. 
I mean, today. I don't even know what day it is. It's any time of day you want it to be when this drops. Oh, hell Thank yeah. you, uh, Thunder Rosa, on Twitter at ThunderRosa22. And on Instagram at ThunderRosa22. That's right. You and can my, listen to AEW Unrestricted. Yes. Oh, what do you got? What do you got? Put it over. No, my website is ThunderRosa.net. Oh, That's okay. Right. ThunderRosa.net. ThunderRosa.net. Go there. Buy awesome merch. Buy awesome photos. Uh, definitely watch Mission Pro Wrestling. Like, it's a fantastic show. And, you know, Thank phenomenal, you. phenomenal. Definitely support women's wrestling. If you want to see more women on TV, the best thing to do is support women's wrestling. So start at the bottom. Start at the top, wherever you want to go. But... Yeah. Thank you. Uh, listen to AEW Unrestricted podcast for free wherever you get your podcast. New episodes every Thursday. You can also check out the video version on YouTube. Search for AEW Unrestricted. Those episodes drop early in the week. And don't forget, we have Dynamite each and every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock Eastern on TNT. I'm Aubrey Edwards. And I'm Tony Shivani. Thank you, Thunder Rosa. Thank you. And guys. thank you for listening to Unrestricted. Yeah.